Welcome to Walking Dharma Podcast, the podcast where we attempt to demystify classical spiritual teachings and apply them to modern day living. I'm your host, Kristen Coyle. Today's episode is called How to Truly Give Thanks. This episode is focused on gratitude, how to embody gratitude and allow it to permeate our lives. And before some of you go and roll your eyes and click off of this, I'm here to tell you this is not your typical gratitude Dharma talk. I'm not going to tell you to think of all the things you have and try to celebrate them because you've heard that before. I'm not going to tell you to make a list and count your blessings and try to be grateful for all the things that you struggle with too because they're always teaching you something. No, I'm not going to tell you that again because you've already heard that from countless others. Today, I want to explore gratitude in the way of what prevents us from being able to feel grateful. To me, gratitude is an extension of joy that we feel within our own heart. And much like joy is something that only can truly, authentically come from the inside, I absolutely feel that gratitude is the same way. Gratitude is something that arises from within and need not depend on external circumstances to flourish and bloom within our own heart and minds. If we are always basing our gratitude on what we receive externally, if we are always basing our gratitude on things that are impermanent, then I don't feel like it goes deep. Then it's something that is temporary, as any emotional state is. But much like we can learn to root our life in joy, I truly believe we can learn to root our life in gratitude. And I've thought about this a lot. What's the key to rooting my life in gratitude? And I've begun to realize for me to be truly grateful requires me to be fully present in the moment. It requires me to get out of my thoughts of all of the things I have to do on my to-do list. Even while I'm doing those things and getting things, quote, accomplished, I have to understand that I can't just be grateful when I successfully get something done. It's more beneficial if I can learn to be grateful all the time. Because being grateful is a very powerful way to boost your mood and actually boost your physical health. Back in the day, Dr. Misaru Emoto, who was a renowned Japanese scientist, researched the crystalline structure of water. And he took these jars full of purified water and he taped different words onto the jars. So some of the jars said things like gratitude. Some of the jars said words such as, I hate you. Some said, I love you. And some said, love and gratitude. And with these words taped on the jars, he froze this water. And after the water was frozen, he took samples from each jar of the water and examined the crystalline structure of the water molecules under a microscope. And the water molecules that had the words love and or gratitude or love and gratitude taped to their jar created exquisitely beautiful sacred geometry shapes. 
the jars that had the words hatred and you're unworthy, among other negative things, didn't make sacred geometry type shapes, but rather it looked like shattered glass or fragments, if you will. And so knowing this, we are over 70% water at any given time. What we think actually imprints the crystalline structure of our own cells. So if we get caught in false gratitude, which means we're chasing satisfaction, we're chasing sensory gratification, then we are more likely to also get caught in the negative emotions associated with not having these quote-unquote needs met by the universe. And what negative emotions do is they imprint our cells. And if we keep carrying a negative emotion in our thought process and patterning for long enough, it actually creates a physical ailment. And you can trace these physical ailments back to emotional metaphors. So if you're thinking by now, what's the point of being grateful? This is one of them. Whenever we have the word love and gratitude in our hearts, echoing in our minds, when we live by that rule of life, if you will, then gratitude becomes our way of being. It becomes our status quo. It doesn't have to be something that we've got to search for from the external world. Rather, our gratitude can begin to arise from our very ability to be present. And this is something that people worldwide have access to. Every single one of us, no matter our circumstances in life, no matter how dire or bleak or how awesome and dreaming coming true or any range within that spectrum, no matter what our lives are like, we all have the capacity and the capability to be present in the moment. For the most part, we all have the ability to take a deep breath and remember in the moment that that is truly all we ever have. No matter what we are surrounded by materially, great loved ones, good friends, lots of fancy things, good food, or not, whatever we have or don't have, we really don't have any of it. All we have is our awareness. Our awareness to perceive things in the moment if we allow ourselves to do so. And if we get into a habit of dropping into this acutely present state, then suddenly we start to feel gratitude rise up from within us. And what I've learned from this, especially when I'm going through a hard time, I know for myself, I'll struggle with depression sometimes. And it's not the kind of depression where I sabotage my whole life, but it's more of an apathy. It's where I start questioning, what's the point of doing anything? Why bother if all feels empty? And in that, there's an ungrateful state. It's, it's me basically saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm not into life anymore. And whenever I go through one of these phases, I might indulge in it a little. I might stare off into space for an hour and barely blink my eyes, my mind's running with thoughts. But when I'm ready, when it feels organic to me, I just begin to drop into the moment. I start to notice, how am I feeling? 
What's the energy behind what I'm feeling? And once I just begin to perceive how I'm feeling, maybe perceive my breath deepen, then suddenly all of the chatter telling me I'm not enough, all of the chatter that tells me that I'm unworthy or incapable of doing something, it starts to fall away. Because in my ability to bring myself into the present moment is also my ability to let go of things that are not based in the present moment. And in my opinion, one of the hindrances to being truly grateful, to letting it flow through us, from the divine, through us, out into the world, one of the hindrances is our inability to let go of the past. Now, no matter how painful our past may be, we have this innate ability to let go. But it comes from a disciplined mind. We have to be willing to let go. We have to be willing to not need any stories or excuses anymore. You know, that's why so many of us are so afraid to let go. You know, if we let go of our stories, we no longer have a valid excuse for why we are not doing something that we want to do. So another part of being grateful, at least in my own life's experience, is the ability to follow through on my dreams. And follow through on my dreams doesn't mean that they're going to come true. I actually find myself right now in a place where many of my dreams feel like they're at a standstill. I feel like I'm hitting the gas pedal and the car just isn't moving forward. And in this, I've questioned myself a lot. I've wondered, should I teach yoga? Should I be doing healing work with people? Maybe I should go to college, which I've never done. And in that, I just have to remind myself that I don't regret a single step I've taken on this path. It's the only path. You know, once we realize our path is our path, whatever way we're walking is part of it, it's not separate, then suddenly we become grateful for every single experience because it reminds us of who we are in this lifetime and where we came from. And when we reflect on how far we've come, we can begin to understand that life is going to happen whether we control the timing or not. We believe we have so much control. And when we commit to letting go, we also have to commit in a way to letting go of control. And it serves me or hopefully all of us very well to let go of control over and over. Because what control does is it leads to heavy attachment. Attachment for things to go a certain way. And when things don't go the way we want, then we essentially lose control. And so it's kind of a paradox. We are controlling because if we can't control the way things happen, we feel like we are losing control. See, it's a big cosmic joke. We never have any control. Whether we fixate on it in our mind and ruminate or simply keep letting life flow, we really don't have control. The ego likes to think that it has control. So part of 
true gratitude for all that is and all that isn't is to understand we don't get to control when things happen. It's like this. I can plant a seed in my garden and I can water it religiously, but until the sun decides to come out, that seed might not blossom to its full capacity. I can do my end of the deal. I can plant the seed. I can nourish it. I can make sure that pigs don't come in my garden and stomp all over it. But the one thing I can't do is force the sun to come out. That is up to whatever this life really is, whatever you want to call it, God, the divine, coincidence. Some people believe it's all a coincidence. I personally like to feel there are no coincidences. But perhaps that's just my ego's way of trying to hang on to thinking everything has a reason. If the seed blossoms, it does. If the seed doesn't blossom, then I will probably plant another seed. You see, it's all a metaphor. We can do our end of the deal in manifesting what we want in our life. We can take the necessary action steps to help us work towards our goal. But whether that goal actually manifests in the full form or the vision we have is not actually up to us. A lot of people, especially in the yogic or Eastern spiritual communities, would call that karma. We always receive our karma. Karma literally means cause and effect. We don't always see karma manifest instantly. But yet we get confused and think it always should. We think, if I do this, then this will be the outcome. Like, if I plant the seed and water it, then of course it's going to grow. But what if one night a pig or a thief comes in my yard and steps on the seed, and the seed all of a sudden gets displaced, and it doesn't get to take root? What am I going to do? Am I going to say, I gave up completely, I'm never trying to grow a hibiscus plant again? Or do I buckle down? Do I decide, you know what, that's okay. I didn't get my outcome right away, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to plant 10 seeds this time, and maybe I will be blessed with one to bloom. And this is like life. It's like if one approach doesn't work, take another approach. So one of the big hindrances to true gratitude and gratitude for all that is and all that isn't is giving up. When we give up on ourselves and our dreams, or when we give up on others, even if we truly love them, then there's a part of us that's not in acceptance of the way things are. When we accept that things will unfold in their perfect timing, then we can become diligent. We can buckle down a little more and try to see a more creative approach. If we can simply appreciate the process of life without needing specific outcomes to occur, then gratitude naturally becomes our state of being. It's not something we have to force, you know? It's not something that we sit down once a year at the Thanksgiving table and list off all the things we're grateful for. Think about it. What are people listing off that they're grateful for? their family, their car, their job, 
their fill in the blank where they live. That's all good and fine. But that type of gratitude doesn't run deep. It's only on the surface. Because everything that can change is impermanent. And when we get caught in needing impermanent things or loved ones to create our happiness, then we are going to always feel empty because no amount of love, no amount of awesome fun times can fill a vortex. They can't fill the black hole of the void we feel inside of ourselves. Even if I feel sad, no matter how much my boyfriend might try to cheer me up, he actually can't fully cheer me up. I have to be willing to let go of what I'm holding on to to cheer up. I have to be willing to move on through the art of acceptance of the way things are to truly cheer up. And what is cheering up? Think about it. Anytime you've been depressed, how do you actually feel better? Have you ever thought about it? It's not from the gallon of vegan ice cream. It's not from the bottle of tequila. It's not from that amazing lovemaking session you've had. It's not from that yoga class you did either. Those are all details. The way we cheer up is we become willing and receptive to letting go. Letting go of the past could mean letting go of something someone said to you five minutes ago. Or letting go of the past could mean being willing to not constantly indulge in thinking of a painful experience that happened to you 20 years ago. Everyone has had negative experiences in their life. What makes those experiences make or break us is our attitude alone. If we hang on to those negative experiences as valid excuses for why we can't do something right here and now, then we will continue living that loop of holding on and needing to control life for the rest of our life. But if we begin to work on acceptance of what is, understanding that it is guiding us towards our own highest awakening, then we become capable of letting go. Once we let go, suddenly, by some miracle or magic of the universe, there is this moment where we become present. It happened to me today, actually. I took my car to the shop, and when I came back to get it, they gave me a laundry list of things wrong with my car. And the list equated to a lot of money. And I immediately felt really stressed. And I had just walked to the car place really happy after talking to a good friend and having some nice tea. As soon as they told me what was wrong with my car, I got really depressed. And I felt really discouraged, really angry at myself for buying that car. And... I came home and plopped down on the bed in the dark and I just laid there. And suddenly I realized I was trying to control something that is so minor in the scheme of things. 
and that my life wasn't being threatened directly and everything was going to be okay. I started to reason that with myself. And then suddenly all those little kind of comforting excuses I was making or little comforting soothsaying remarks I was making to myself, they started to fall away too. They helped me get to a place of acceptance. And suddenly in that moment of acceptance, I became present. And the contrast was great because when we're caught in our head ruminating about something that's not going right in our life, we're not present. We're miles away, lifetimes away sometimes, reliving old patterns. If we have the deep internal awareness to be present as much as we can in our life, then somehow, by some amazing miracle, like I said, our ability to become present kicks in when we come towards a place of acceptance. And in that presence, we let go. Because when we become truly present in the moment, we feel this overwhelming love, at least I do. You know, the moment is so rich. Even looking at the color yellow of my curtains, it's so beautiful. So many days I walk by those curtains, I never look at them. I glance at them. I keep moving. I'm rushing, you know? Or maybe I've got somewhere to go that I want to enjoy myself. And it's time to get out of the house, whatever it is, even if I'm not rushing. Sometimes I don't stop and look at the curtains, you know? And in that moment of letting go of my depression about the car, suddenly that yellow in the curtains stood out to me as the most beautiful thing in the room. More beautiful than the altar, more beautiful than anything else in that room. Those yellow curtains just shining there. And I felt a sense of relief. And, and this is something that I really want to deliver in this podcast, is that gratitude cannot just be for all the extraordinary things that we have in our life. Gratitude is something we can find in every moment. Gratitude can be acknowledging that yellow is the most beautiful thing you've seen in your life. And that might sound dramatic, but if we really drop into a place of presence, suddenly there's nothing more beautiful than the moment we're in. And all the moments start to become equal. When we learn how to appreciate life and the present moment for what it is, it becomes equal. Last night at my friend's celebration, I was drinking some really lovely kombucha beer. And I saw one of my um, yoga students there. And I felt really shy at first about having this kombucha beer in my hand when I saw her. And I kind of like wanted to mask it, but I didn't. We started talking. And then suddenly she said to me, oh, my husband made that mead over there. And I instantly laughed to myself, like, this is ridiculous. Here I am trying to hide the alcohol from her. Like, if I was drinking plain kombucha, that would be much better than this kombucha beer. And in the moment she told me her husband made the mead, I immediately felt my whole being relax. And I thought to myself, why was I holding myself to needing to tell some story about who I am? You know, needing to be anything other than who or where we're at in the moment is like us denying the universe from flowing through us in the way it wants to flow through us. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Who are we to get in the way of 
the divine flow. That might sound cheesy to you, but think about it. Life is always flowing through every single living being. Look at the animals. The squirrel doesn't try to be the rabbit. The rabbit's not out there jumping around trying not to jump so it can walk like the coyote. The coyote's not trying to go to barking school so it doesn't sound like a crazy possessed hyena in the middle of the night. No, everyone's just rolling along the way they do. And I feel like we can learn so much from animals. You know, when you see a sea turtle swimming in the ocean, they're just on their vibe. There's no hurry. They have their own places they sleep, each one of them. They have their little homes. They're in their circle of life. You know, and we can learn from these beings that we can be who we are in the moment. The rabbit doesn't go around saying, I'm a great jumper. He just is. Our need to identify ourselves, although it might seem fulfilling at first, becomes emptier and emptier. And those limitations over time become more and more confining. When we are feeling confined, then oftentimes we are looking at all of the things we are not doing because it is not organic to life to be confined. We are water. We are mostly comprised of water. Think about water's true nature. It goes wherever it is able to flow. And in my heart, I know that this is how I am meant to be in this lifetime is to be able to grow and move forward in whatever way feels right to me in the moment. Whatever it may or may not be, if we allow ourselves to be what feels authentic to us in the moment, then we are really celebrating the life force that is flowing through us. So celebration to me, is a synonym for gratitude. Just the ability to celebrate the way things are in the moment. If for nothing else other than the fact that you have the breath of life, then let that be the motivation for your celebration. Because life is like the blink of an eye. One minute it's here, the next minute it's gone. It's up to us to decide what we're going to dwell upon. Presence is the key. Acceptance is the key. Appreciation, willingness to let go. If we practice these virtues diligently, we clear the path for gratitude and love to flow through us. And they're not based on anything outside of us, but rather they are based on the blossoming of our own heart. Thank you so much for listening to Walking Dharma Podcast. Aloha.
condition of everything. Compassion is the ability to put yourselves in other. This is the first step of self-realization. And the pranayama will bring you mental power. You'll be able to control your emotions. And gradually you become self-controlled. So yoga is really wonderful. Because in a very short time, one year, two years, three years, you may reach your enlightenment.